This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, boys and girls, and welcome once again to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fit Network. And another great episode for you today. I know any of, of the latest videos you guys see me doing on podcasts, you haven't heard me crack open a beer for different reasons. Last show that you heard, if you heard my last show, was with um, Silas Garrett. He uh, won the, um, the tournament in Fayette here in Texas, Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League. Um, and I'm actually, the day that I recorded that, I'm recording this one as well. So if you heard my intro on that one, you know I got COVID and, and I'm dealing with that. So I can't really crack open drinking beer right now. So I'm doing two recordings today, um, taking advantage of the fact that I'm going to be stuck at home for at least a few more days and not be able to move. Start to get cabin fever here. But anyways, great show for you today. I got Shane Lamont from Bass Fishing Thumbs. Um, he is another great California angler. I don't get a lot of California anglers on my podcast, so I'm super excited to bring him on. He has the newest segment on the Paddle and Fin uh, Network, and I think it comes out every other Thursdays um, in the afternoons. And again, it's Bass Fishing Thumbs. We're going to be talking about his podcast. He's also an accomplished and a great tournament angler. Um, and we're going to be talking about some of the trails that are happening in California. I know the when we think about uh, tournament anglers as far as kayak fishing, not a lot of big names come up when we're talking about Cali kids. Um, I know the biggest name probably Greg Blanchard. And that's a lot of it has to do with obviously his um, social media and his YouTube videos. But there is a lot of great anglers out there. Um, and it's an interesting territory uh, to fish. Very different from what we have either in the Midwest, South, or um, uh, Northeast. Obviously, uh, with California, there's a lot of like lakes that uh, deal with Delta and tidal waves. So it'd be interesting to talk to him about it. Um, so anyways, we're going to go to a quick commercial before we go into that. A uh, quick thank you to my sponsor, Douglas 
uh, rods, go to douglasoutdoors.com, check out their full lineup, LRS rods, X-Matrix rods, and if, if you're into fly fishing, they have a ward fishing, uh, fly fishing rods. So go check them out. We'll go to a quick immersion, then we got Shane Lamont. Be right back. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mr. Shane Lamont, how you doing, man? Good. How are you, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, man, it's my honor to have you on the show. Welcome to the Paddle and Finn. We haven't actually talked um, since you got to Paddle and Finn, so kind of meeting you for the first time, at least on our, you know, virtually. So, yeah. honor to have you, man. It, yeah, it's it's super fun being a part of the Paddle and Finn family now. Uh, our group chats never go quiet, and uh, it's fun to just be a part of you guys and um, I'm really looking forward to talking with you tonight. And again, thanks for having me. Always love to talk about fishing. Always. If we can't do fishing, the next next best thing is to talk about it, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so how are you liking the Paddle and Finn family? You like all the drama we go through in, in our group chat? <laughs> no, I, I love it, man. It keeps me uh, entertained throughout the, the day. And um, a lot of good conversations in there. And I, I feel like we have a lot of great hosts a different variety of different ideas and different thoughts. And uh, I think, it, I think it just makes for a great network. And again, like I'm, I'm just, I'm honored to be a part of it. When I reached out to Brad Hicks and kind of told him my idea about coming on and joining you guys, um, it all just kind of worked out. Brian Schiller, he's just, you know, an awesome dude. And he's uh, helped me a lot with my show. And um, it's just, it's just gave me a, a good platform to kind of build off of and kind of add to my social media. Uh, Brian Schiller. I mean, can't say enough about great things about Brian Schiller and what he does for the podcast community and fishing community. And I'm glad that he's actually getting more involved now in training, I know, um, training in kayak fishing tournaments. I know he kind of took a sabbatical last year, but this year looks like he's going to get more and more back into kayak fishing tournaments, like to see me on the water as well. Yeah, yeah, man. Welcome, sure. like we said, welcome to the to the panel and Finn family. Been wanting to get you on the show for a while now, but I know the schedules haven't worked out, especially with the time difference. But for those of you that don't know you, Shane, and don't know about uh, your podcast, so tell us first of all a little bit about you. What do you do other than fishing, kayak fishing? How you got into kayak fishing, and eventually how you got into doing your podcast? Yeah, so uh, my name's uh, Shane Lamont. I'm 31 years old. I uh, got a beautiful wife and a little three-year-old boy who loves fishing uh, just as much as I do, maybe more. And uh, I do construction for my day job. Uh, I'm a foreman for, uh, we basically move dirt. Um, we're like a truck hauling business uh, that moves a lot of dirt. And that's kind of what we do. And I really enjoy it. I get to operate tractors and manage 
a crew and uh really thankful for that and enjoy it a lot it kind of keeps me outdoors it's part of my lifestyle just being outdoors and being in you know working in the dirt and then heading to the lake on the weekends and fishing uh other than that i just you know i kind of fell in love with kayak fishing uh maybe like three and a half years ago now almost four um started off in a float tube for about nine years uh at the beginning of that nine years um again you know float tube fishing was just something that got me off the bank and was able to i was able to cover a little bit more water than than being on the bank like most you know most guys start on the bank and Float tubing was a passion of mine. I did. I obviously did it for nine years. I never got a bass boat. And then I saw a bona fide uh, kind of commercial, I guess you can call it, when they first came out. And I saw the guy standing up and fishing out of it. And it just caught my attention, drew me in. And I just knew I just had to, had to have that kayak. Uh, started an Instagram account um, maybe about six years ago. And uh, Bass Thumbs Fishing is, is the name of the Instagram and kind of started as a reshare page, um, shared a lot of people's thumbs that were ripped up after fishing. Uh, they would send me pictures of their thumbs and I would literally like post that. And it was just something that related to a lot of bass fishermen. Um, when we rip our thumbs up out there on the water, we know that we had a good day out there and, uh, it kind of happens to everyone if you bass fish. So it related to a lot of people. It, it, uh, it grew, um, kind of naturally and organically on its own and, because of that, I was able to reach out to companies and use my social media presence uh, to build relationships with companies and promote their product. And it's just really helped me and it's really propelled me uh, just in my own brand and just me as an angler. Uh, it's given me a lot of opportunities. And now, you know, a part of the Bonafide factory team, uh, I'm on the Motor Guide Pro team. And I'm just really thankful, man. It's just been a crazy journey from the bank to the float tube to the kayak scene. And I've just absolutely fell in love with kayak fishing. I uh, got a podcast, started it with my buddy Alex. Our goal behind the podcast originally was to just bring a little bit of light out to the West Coast. Um, like Armando uh, talked about in the beginning of the show, you know, the light really doesn't really venture into the west coast for some reason and i kind of saw an opportunity to highlight a lot of our anglers out here because we have a lot of good anglers and uh me and my buddy alex cox who's a hammer out here from california he um me and him started our, our podcast got a lot of good feedback ran with it and now we're kind of coming to today i guess um part of paddle fin now which is a nationwide podcast network so it kind of all just fell into place and uh i'm really enjoying the process for sure uh, definitely man and uh like you mentioned it, it's something important to see the um the growth of the kayak fishing community that we be all inclusive on everyone you know that wants to um you know grow the sport in their area whether it's california utah um colorado wyoming i know there's a lot of states right now that Five years ago, you wouldn't think of uh, have hosting a tournament for bass fishing, but now they are, and I think that's very important, you know, to to nurture that and help other communities that may not be synonymous with kayak fishing or kayak bass fishing in this case, to you know develop develop their talent and grow the sport because I think as every community gets more and more involved in this, um, then the sport gets better. This you know the 
products are going to be better. Um, prices, you know, for tournaments, for those people that enjoy tournaments, you know, prices are going to grow. It just benefits everybody, whether you just do it for your fun um, or, or you're a tournament angler. The growth of the sport um, helps out everyone. Um, and I know, like we mentioned, it, geographically, it really is hard for anybody in California to travel to, you know, like the mecca of bass fishing, which is pretty much, you know, some, somewhere between like Texas and Alabama and all, and all those states in between. Uh, with a few exceptions, um, and yeah. therefore it's different. It's very got diff, uh, hard for even from Tennessee to Alabama to travel to California um, yeah. to to take part in those tournaments. How have you seen the growth of kayak fishing or kayak bass fishing in California evolved since you started this? I mean, man, I feel like it's came a long ways. Uh, I know that there's there was a lot of a lot of guys doing it a couple of years prior to me um, getting my foot in it. And once I got into it, I don't know what it was, but it bothered me a little bit that um, a lot of guys from California weren't maybe taking the advantage of traveling to you know fish against you guys. I guess you could say like out there in the Midwest and in the East Coast. And I just, it sparked something in me. Um, I was really passionate about, you know, representing and, and trying to, to encourage guys to get out of California and take what we've, what we've gained here as far as our angling goes and, and take it to compete against the guys that are getting a lot of attention. And I feel like ever since, um, me and Alex Cox and Anthony Garcia and just a few of these guys out here, John Myers, guys, Poo Yang, um, you know, guys that have taken the initiative to not just sit back and cry and say, oh, you know, these guys, you know, none of these trails come out here anymore. Um, you know, instead of sitting back and, and just, you know, complaining about it, I was encouraging guys, let's just, we got to go out there and fish, you know, we got to figure it out. We got to, plan for it and we got to go out there and compete against them and see what we can do and me and my buddy alex and anthony garcia we went to the um, kbf national championship at lake gunnersville and you know alex cox he ended up taking fifth place from california which was a really big you know big accomplishment for our west coast anglers out here to go out there and represent us like that um i didn't fish in the national championship but i fished in the challenge series championship because it was my first year in kbf and i didn't get a chance to to qualify for the national championship, but I ended up taking 13th and it really kind of encouraged my confidence. And it was just, it was just a cool moment for us to kind of go out there and represent California and not just sit back and say, you know what, like, you know, complain about it. Like I love going out and fishing out there. Um, you know, in, in, in Alabama, we were at Gunnersville. It was just a dream come true for me to go fish. And I encourage anyone listening that's from the West coast, whether it's in Arizona or Utah or California, uh, you know, we just can't sit back and just expect everything to come to us. If it's, if it's not going to come to us for this year, then we got to go out and fish what we can to, if we want to, if we want to make some sort of recognition for us, if we want to get some sort of recognition for ourselves. Uh, and that's very important also. And, and, and I commend you for what you're doing and, you know, trying to build something that's not just for you, but, you know, for the whole state of California to get involved and hopefully get more trails to to come into the West Coast, go to the West Coast, and bring tournaments. I know Hobie did it. 
um, uh, a couple of years ago. I don't think it was last year. Um, every like to me, everything's a blur since COVID started. I don't know yeah, when yeah. 2020 ended and 2021 <clears throat> started yeah. and ended. Honestly, so I may if anybody that's listening, if I'm getting the dates wrong, just apologize. But let's just say in the last couple of years, we haven't seen those trails, and looks like on 2022, no sk- no big name tournaments like that meaning bass nation and hobie bos are going to be taking part in california now i know uh we i recorded an episode with uh, dan perry when there was i think it was either the hobie bos i think it was the hobie bos um and i know that kind of like the attendance was a little bit disappointing so i get the hobie bos and bass nation saying hey man if you know if guys don't show up then it's not really worth it for us to you know to go out there especially when like like i think kobe bos like five or six seven guys were like not even from the state of california um, yeah what do you think needs to happen um not to pl- put blame on anybody not to say oh it's the fault of the anglers or oh, it's the fault of the organizations not doing a good job not let's take the blaming side out of it what do you need what do you think needs to happen for both local anglers and the big name organization again bass nation and hobie bos to make this work so it'll be attractive and profitable for them to go to california and what do you mind what do you think so from each side yeah that's just from one side well the first thing i'm going to just come out and say is is uh we have to show up to these national events when they come and that's just the bottom line i mean we can sit and kick and scream all we want there were a couple events that were pretty close to other things going on but you know like uh for an example when bass nation came out here as a part of their open series like the it was their first year and they went to clear lake not nation not like a nation like actual bass Mm -hmm. they went to clear lake um their first year and there was it was the weekend after uh the kbf trail and then there was it was also the kbf trail in august um also has a local trail that has their championship the same day it's like this mecca you know weekend of kayak bass fishing in california and it happened every year prior to that it was on that weekend before bass put their um tournament at clear lake so you're 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 making guys choose two weekends in a row and kayak anglers besides maybe a small 5% don't do this for a living, don't even have the ability to make everything, you know, like a lot of anglers can. So you got to give them the, you know, they gave them the ability to choose. I chose not to go to the KBF because I felt like the importance was to show up and fish. If I had to pick one weekend, which I had to because of my life circumstance. And I went up and fished the Bass Nation event. But there was only 61 or 60, I think 60, 61 guys that showed up to that event. And, and that's just, you know, not going to cut it. And, uh, I was thankful that for that event, cause I took fifth place and I had a great time and I qualified for the championship and, and I went to the championship, but, um, and that's when Russ Snyder's came out and taught us all a lesson that he can still whoop our butts in california as well (laughs) or anywhere yeah (laughs) yeah that's the year he was just on an absolute tear yeah and uh anyways but to answer your question i just feel like we have to show up we have to show up to the events we have to put up the triple digits or close to it in order for these you know bigger organizations to come back because they're not a local trail they're a business and they got to make money 
And that's just the bottom line. So at the end of the day, I feel like for your, to answer your question is a, we got to show up and B for the local or for the, the bigger events. I mean, to schedule a KBF to have a, to, for Bass Nation to schedule an event one week after the KBF, I just wish that between, how about this? I wish between Hobie BOS, mm-hmm. KBF, and Bass, I wish they would all kind of look at their schedules and just try their best to at least put, at least put like two weeks or three weeks in between them if they, if yeah. they can. I just feel like they could put a little bit better of an effort into the planning of, of the big national trails. And again, they're probably all thinking like, well, they're kind of all competition, so we don't really care. (laughs) But at the end of the day, the overall kayak market, honestly, in the whole country is a fairly is a fairly kind of small market. Like we're there's still like a small percentage of of actual kayak anglers that actually want to compete at this high of a level. I mean, we're probably talking like three, four hundred, you know, guys across the country, maybe a little bit more. You know, that's just a number I'm throwing out. But you know, to spread that out across the country and then to have these national trails be one week apart from each other in completely different ends of the country or miles and miles away. I mean, it's just not going to work. And then they're all going to be upset because they're all their numbers are going to be low. <laughs> so that's just one thing that I wish that they would, you know, pay a little bit more attention to. But at the end of the day, we have to show up to the events. So yeah, and that's understood- here in California. Yeah, and that's understandable. Like I'm right now with uh, you just mentioned that. Like I had to make a decision because Bass Nation is going to have Lake Fork, and then Hobie BOS is going to have Toledo. I was like, well, I can't. You know, th- that's the other thing. It's two hundred and fifty dollars each. You know, yeah. that's five hundred dollars in two weekends. Yeah. Just, um, just entry fees. Just entry fees. So <laughs> it's kind of pressure that you need to yeah. make. You know, get on yeah. the money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it it, it definitely is. I don't want to, I don't know the conversations that go between, um, you know, each organizations. I know I can, I, I can say this because everybody knows this. Bass Nation does bring their schedules a lot later than everybody else. So, I mean, there's that. I, I don't want to go here and point fingers at Bass Nation, but if you're the one that's bringing, you know, the, the, the trails, you know, a few months later than everybody else, then that's kind of on you to make yeah. the adjustments too. I mean, one but thing, again, one thing I want to say too, it's like, you know, it is their third year. I kind of hope that they would have done as far as bass goes. Um, I kind of hope they would have done a, a little bit better as far as their scheduling goes, like not having two days and one day, but at least yeah. they're, at least they're tapping into two days because before they didn't have any two days. So, I mean, they're kind of listening. So I hope for next year, just to stay positive on it and not get too deep down that rabbit hole for this year, just to stay positive on it and just, you know, hope that they hear us and hear the feedback that they got this year because, you know, there was a lot of a good positive. I feel like it was not negative. I feel like it was good uh, constructive um, criticism. And I hope that they hear it. And I hope that next year they're able to um, a expand their events throughout the nation a little bit better and B, uh, have two-day events um, throughout their whole entire year. Yeah, no, and I agree with it. And again, we're not, we're not here to hamper on, uh, harp on anybody here, much less Bass Nation. I, and I think the overall sentiment is we are all happy in the kayak fishing community that Bass Nations decided to take part in this. Yeah, abs- 100%. It's a and childhood both. dream of mine to just yes. have a, a possibility year. to – because I was in the stadium when Mark Pendergraph – I actually just had him on my show – that's the show yeah. I recorded right before this. I had Mark oh, on. Nice. 
but uh i mean one thing i was telling him is like dude it's a childhood dream to to be there i was so glad that i was able to even experience it in texas this year uh, even though i didn't get on the stage but now it's my goal as a kayak angler no matter what is is to hoist that trophy and be a kayak you know a bass nation kayak series champion that's that's my main goal so yeah. And, and that's a good point. We, we were talking that we had a long discussion that on our um, host thread about it. You know, which one would you rather, you know, and there's different aspects. You can't deny the, the lure that is walking down that carpet and being on the top 10 and hoisting that oh, trophy. Yeah. You can't yeah. substitute that. And I think that's every kayak angler wants that, you know, wants to win the Bass Nation. It comes out, I think. Honestly, Armando, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. come out and say this, too. Uh -huh. How about this? I don't even care about the payout. I don't care what the payouts are. I care about hoisting that trophy and being a bass champion. <laughs> I, that's that's, that's just my point. own point. I, that's just my no, own point. No, and that's an interesting point. Because it, like, like, like yourself, and I said it on, the, on my podcast before, there's times where, not there's times, I grew up, you know, I would, as soon as my family got, my dad got cable TV, my mom said, and I barely remember this, but she would say I would Sunday mornings, she would wake up and I'd be sitting on the floor in front of the TV with my tackle box and my rods watching, um, bass fishing shows or bass, uh, or the bass masters on TV. I just love yep. it. This is in Puerto Rico where we really didn't have bass fishing at all. Like that's not even, a, that is a thing now, but it wasn't back then. Like nobody bass fish, nobody did bass fishing in Puerto Rico um, <laughs> back then, at least in my, when I was 10 years old or five years old. Yeah. So yeah, so there, I, I personally like it. Um, and again, kind of moving on from, uh, well, moving on to other subjects, not to uh, dwell on this. I just think Bass Nation needs to find an identity and figure out, what they want to do and have somebody that's kayak tournament director proven with experience to run it. But we'll see. I think we need to give it time. And I think once it's figured out, I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to take the sport to another level. That's what we all want. Nobody here wants to hear about any boycotting bass, Hobie or anything. There's plenty of room for everybody to grow. And I think um, we need to support everything that we can, whether we agree with how, what's going on right now, we just got to let it work itself out and it'll eventually get to where it needs to get. And um, we know we, we're at the infancy level of this sport. It's crazy to think how much this sport has grown, especially with COVID. You know, COVID shut down everything for like two years, one and a half year, um, for a lot of things. But then all, all of a sudden, kayak fishing kind of blew up because a lot of people were like, okay, we, we, don't, we don't travel that much. You know, maybe they can't afford to take out their boat because of gas prices and, and, you know, not being able to work, whatever. So a lot of people I remember were just like, you go to a kayak shop, man. It was hard to get a kayak. They were just selling out. My Outback oh, took yeah. like three months because they were <laughs> back order for three months. Yeah. So it grew in, where everything else was getting shut down. Kayak fishing grew. Not just yeah. back kayak bass fishing, but kayak fishing. Kayak, the sport of kayak just grew. Yeah. Um, and now to think of the room it has, the ceiling that we have for this to grow is, I mean, the sky's the limit, really. Yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, like, I, like I was saying earlier, I'm just, I just hope, you know, when opportunities come up for us to fish big events out in, especially the West Coast, I just hope we fish them and that our guys show up because the interesting part about this 
as well as, as a part of this conversation, we had a California Bass Nation event uh, last mm-hmm. year. Um, it was in May and it was at Clear Lake and we had a hundred, it was 142 guys show up. So we have, we have the anglers. Um, it, it, it really depends on um, like the schedule because there was nothing else going on around that time. And all, you know, all of us were able to show up and fish it. And uh, my buddy Alex actually won that tournament and he won like $15,000 and it was just insane. But we, we put on a great, you know, California Bass Nation, Tim Arthur, they, he put on a great event. So there's opportunities for us out here still, um, you know, kind of going. So there's, so there's no, there's no Bass Open event, if you want to call it that. But we have the Bass Nation series, um, California Bass Nation series. Uh, they're going to be, I think, three or four events with the championship at the end, and then we're going to send our twenty percent to the championship. Um, you know, for the for twenty twenty three, which is really cool. And then, uh, you know, there's no Hobie event, but actually, the ABA Kayak Series um, has Hobie as their title sponsor, and they've fully came on board with us. They're giving away two PA fourteen one eighties. They fully sponsored the event and. Um, they're going to be two day events up and down California. Uh, we have a great schedule. Um, there's three events kind of locally or kind of in SoCal. And there's also three events in NorCal and, um, $250 buy-ins, um, you know, great payouts. Like I said, two day events and with a championship at the end, uh, we're going to be, the AOI is going to be winning like a fully rigged out PA. It's very similar to the BOS series. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of, we kind of structured it, uh, very similar to it. The one thing about our series is that we're going to allow motors. Um, so we can, you know, we can fish with motors, but, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun, a fun new series coming out here to California. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And that's going to be the first year, the ABA, uh, with the Hobie sponsor. It's going to be the second year, but the first year doing, uh, doing it on this kind of a scale. Cause last okay. year. It was only based in Southern California, and uh, we had a 50 angler cap. Um, we had it was a 150 dollar buy in 50 angler cap. Uh, we filled up three of them. Um, the other three um, we hit about 45, 40. So um, we had a good year. It's just this for this year to continue with Hobie. Hobie wanted us to kind of push it a little bit, and that's why um, we kind of went up and down California this year. And we went to two day events and the bigger buy in, you know, kind of like like, you know, it's it's really close to BOS series other than just the fact that it's located only in California. We're drawing a lot of guys from Utah and or no Nevada and Arizona as well. Like Bryce Gibbs is going to come fish our events, uh, some Nevada guys. So we're it's really exciting, man. I'm really I'm really stoked to kind of see what's happening. So just because like, you know, the official, I guess, national circuits aren't coming out here. We've kind of um, taken a little bit of initiative and still provided opportunities for anglers to compete at a really high level and then also qualify for the, you know, Bass Masters Championship, you know. So we have we have a way to get in, which is good. And the and the cool thing, one thing I want to say, too, because a lot of times Bass Nation tournaments, uh, depending on the state, I guess, um, yeah. kind of get looked at a little bit lower lower than i guess you can say just because of the turnouts and you know the ability for guys to qualify at a more i guess you know like a lower turnout kind of thing but for our bass nation event 
I mean, it's going to be tough to get in, man. I mean, we're, we're going to have to qualify. We're going to fish, I think, three or four events. I got to look. But um, we're going to have to fish three or four and then qualify for a championship. And then from the championship, the top 20% go to the actual, you know, you know the, the Bassmaster Classic, I guess you can call it. So it's a cool, tough way to get in, which which I really like. You know, I'm a huge fan of a tougher championship to qualify for. I think yeah. I think it I think it feels really good as an angler to qualify for something that's that's fairly tough to get into, like like the BOS TOC. I think it's they do a. I mean, they I've never fished an event of theirs, but just seeing the way that they run the event, seeing the way they market the event, seeing the way that they, um, you know. Just they just do a, a, a phenomenal job with their events. I really I really believe that. That's why I kind of took a lot of what they do um, with our TD Carry Peeler and applied that to our series. And I'm really looking forward to it. So it's, it's some exciting things going on. Yeah, and, and that's I mean props to AJ uh, McWhorter for that because he he really does. And that's that's going back to what he's saying. That that's you know a, a proven tournament angler who's directing the trail, he knows, you know, and if people forget, AJ McWhorter is a hammer. I mean, before he started <laughs> doing this, like he he was ranked right up there with everybody else. So he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He has that mentality of like kayak anglers first. Um, and it really brings out that, what we're saying, that, that identity, like this is what we are. We're going to be kayak angler first. And we have to understand though, we can't, I think... I, and that's something I try to hold myself back from doing because I know I do it way too often, even to a fault, is we can't compare what Hobie BOS um, is bringing to what Bass Nation or Bassmaster is bringing because it's two different complex. You know, one one is a brand of that sells kayak. One is an organization that builds tournaments. So there's different, you know, there are different agendas for each one. And each one require a different uh, take home, and that's something that, that even myself I have to hold back my when I try to give constructive observation or criticism for that matters. Because at the end of the day, we all like you have a podcast, I have a podcast. We're not gonna go the route where we're gonna trash talk anybody, badmouth, or you know, screw somebody with some organization or anybody individual um, their their character. But we do have to give our opinions on what think it's right and what think it's wrong, what things could work, and also talk about what things are doing great um, and built on that. And that's yeah. really what the podcast is. I think as a podcaster, we try to um, hold ourselves accountable to what we say, but we also have to understand that our audience, when you have an audience, they want to know what you think and they want to know your thoughts on it. The way we express those thoughts and those opinions, that's what we always have to be careful not to enter into that, you know, like um, clickbait kind of thing or, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, where people, you know, when, when when what is said is said, we can talk about what could be better and not concentrate on, like, oh, look what he said or look what she said or, yeah. you know, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but basically that the conversation cause some, uh, tends to be more constructive versus more of a clickbait of a word of words and a word of insults you know like who yeah. who gave out the best burn that's not what it's about we're yeah. doing that then we're not really building the um we're not building the community absolutely that's the most yeah. important thing. what yeah. are your personal goals for 
Uh, and I, I know I apologize. You were about to say something, but let me ask you this no, real ahead. quick. What is your personal goals right now for your podcast and for your, you know, your career as a tournament angler? 2020. Uh, yeah. I mean, the goal for the podcast uh, is going to continue to stay the same throughout um, its lifespan. It's going to be just to highlight uh, the West coast anglers, um, give them a platform to share, you know, their tournament victories. Um, and, you know, kind of just be like, I guess my goal for it is to kind of be like the, the podcast that a lot of West coast guys want to be, want to be on. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've been, you know, we've, we've done, uh, mostly tournament winners, um, from the West coast. We cover, um, the bigger, some of the bigger clubs, we also cover all the main series. And then we've also had a couple bass boat, you know, pro anglers from what the West coast, we had Todd Klein, yeah. uh, we had Maddie Wong on recently. That was and, a great show, Maddie Wong, by the way. Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, he's super cool guy. And, and, and I just, I kind of want to still be a little versatile. So not just everything, just kayak fishing, like all the time, but definitely with a, a majority of the show will be based off of, um, West coast kayak angling. But to also kind of venture out and like I like I just had Mark Pendergraph on, I felt like it was an important one to have for my show just because he won he won the Bass Nation Championship. So, um, which is something that a lot of us guys on the West Coast uh, want to strive to do. So it was cool to kind of have his story for a lot of our guys to hear, you know, how his whole thing unraveled and everything. So also, you know, just to have my own thing out here on the West Coast and and have fun and record and talk about kayak fishing. So that's my goal is to just kind of highlight all that. <laughs> and then, awesome. uh, go ahead. No, no, no. And I was just about to say, yeah. I think you were just about to say what you would yeah. expect on tournament. So as far as my tournament angling goes this year, um, you know, I am a family man. Uh, like I said, in the beginning, I got a wife and I got a three-year-old and, uh, we kind of got a little plan to maybe start and have another kid soon. So, oh, um, I don't want to make too many like over promises on like what I'm going to do on a national scale. Um, just based off of, you know, my own life circumstance and being a family man, which will always be first. Uh, but one thing that I have committed to this year is fishing the ABA kayak series. Uh, you know, doing that, I, I help them with their social media and their marketing and, uh, kind of have helped last year as well. So definitely want to try to promote that and be a part of that. And, and try to win, you know, that series. And then, uh, as far as the other national circuits go and, and some things going on in California, we got a great local club down here in San Diego, SoCal kayak anglers, uh, definitely try to, you know, if I can make a Saturday and go fish a local derby, a grassroots kind of deal, I would, you know, definitely try to hop into that, but also fish the California Bass Nation series. And my whole goal, man, is just to make it back on that state or make it back to that to that opportunity to be on the stage. So, um, if I can qualify through the nations, I qualify through the nations, uh, kind of talking with Gene a little bit. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate enough to know Gene pretty well. Uh, if he's able to make it to a bass event, I might fly out there and, and use one of his extra kayaks and, and fish, a fish a nation event. Cause like I said, I just want to, I want to try to compete in that. And, uh, other than that, dude, I mean, that's pretty much like my season. I, I am qualified for the KBF National Championship. Um, it is at, uh, where is it at this year? Kentucky Lake. Um, so Kentucky Lake, yeah. if if I can make it, I'm going to try to go. 
because it's just I would love to fish Kentucky Lake and have a shot to you know win that because I like I said last time I was there I was only in the trail series or the challenge series championship so it'd just be cool just to fish a national championship just to say I fished one you know and give it a shot. Hey, I mean, who knows? Maybe you win and get what fifty, sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, That'd be nice, so, right? Yeah, Kentucky Lake too. Like, I mean, I know that there's there's always a good crankbait bite. I know the chatterbait works pretty well there, and um, I don't know. Chatterbait's pretty good <laughs> anywhere. Anywhere, yeah, <laughs> anywhere. What? But it's it's a positive note for us because out here, unless you're at Clear Lake or the Delta, uh, I mean, it's 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 always fun to catch them on a chatterbait. And when I can go out there to, when I went out to Gunnersville and went out to Possum Kingdom for the Bass Championship, I was throwing the chatterbait and it's just, <laughs> I know you guys are kind of spoiled out there where you, where, you know, where you guys are all from, but to catch them on a chatterbait is something that I love to do because oh, yeah. it, it, I don't really come by it too much out here in SoCal because we're, we're mostly a finesse kind of jig, uh, just a little bit of a different style just because of our reservoirs yeah. out here. So. Unless you go to the Clear Lake or Delta, Clear Lake is the best fishery in the whole world. Period. Oh, that's you can that's, you can that's, catch them on. That's my talk here in Texas, buddy. You, I, dude, I don't know where this is going right now. <laughs> dude, Clear Lake, Clear Lake is okay. I kind of went out a little bit on a stretch on that, but Clear Lake is a phenomenal, definitely top three in the country for sure. That's uh, I'll give you that. I I was about to say you said the best ones like I I think OHIV Lake Fork and Possum Kingdom have something to say about that too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Clear Lake. Not I've I'm not from California, and I've heard of Clear Lake for so long. You got to come out. You got to so, come out one time, man. Yeah, definitely. You got. I'll do. I have to drive my trail over there with a the kayak, or you have a kayak trail. Hey, man. I, I did. I did. I did twenty four hours to get to Possum Kingdom, so you can. I know. You I, can handle it. I can handle it. All right. I'll, I'll see about that one. I drove um, 24 hours in one day. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. How hard is to... I've always wanted to ask this, and I I, I think I had uh, Yang on, on the time that I did that um, the, reel, the reel down with uh, Dan Perry. I think he, he definitely was in the top three. I think he got... Who Yang? I think he won. Who Yang? I think he got. Yeah. Um, but so it was at the Delta, and I noticed that a lot of the trolls were going at the to be fishing at the delta and i've always wondered if that kind of put off some of the more midwest and uh, southern guys from going because i know fishing on the delta like there's places where you can say okay there's lakes that you can say this is really home court advantage like fishing in florida that's home court advantage because fishing in florida is like very different from fishing anywhere fishing on a delta to me it's like yeah man if, if i'm gonna you know drive 20 24 hours to go to a lake plus the tournament fees plus the airbnbs hotel foods everything now i'm gonna fish a lake that's really you know that's really gonna be affected by titles something that most anglers here in that area never even have to encounter 
I would think they would be like, nah, I'm, I'm double thinking if, if I really want to go over there and get, you know, get embarrassed. How hard or how different is it to fish uh, the Delta, for example, that's, you know, prone to tidal changes more than it is to fish any other lake? So the first thing that I would say to someone if they are nervous about fishing the Delta there's a gentleman by the name of Greg Blanchard that fishes it every single day. Just go on his YouTube and you'll find out what's going on. <laughs> That's true. But I mean, it's one no, thing but, to watch uh, Greg Blanchard. No, the other thing is to fish it, though. No, I know. Okay, so I, being from California, this might come to a shock to some of you and even you. Uh, I've only been there one time for a four-day period. Okay, That is a shock, yeah. So I went there and went with my buddy Brad. Um, it was my first time on the Delta. Um, got a couple areas from Blanchard, got a couple areas from a couple other guys, and we hit four different areas on the Delta. The first three days, I struggled to catch a limit. I, I didn't even catch a limit any of the whole three days. I was punching. I was doing everything that I researched about, and I was totally confused about the tides and and all that stuff. It just overwhelmed me. Like, and it was, it, and it's just a massive, massive body of water. Yeah. Um, especially on a kayak. I mean, it is like, it, it eats you alive. But on the fourth day I was able to catch like 15 fish and I caught some good fish and I kind of figured out an area that I really like. And I kind of figured out the tide thing a little bit when it's a low tide, you know, when it's a low tide, you want to just kind of step outside the grass line a little bit because they're sitting right outside the grass. When it's a high tide, they're probably closer to the bank because the water level's up. So it just took a little bit of time to kind of figure it out. But I can see why Greg fishes it so much because, and I don't really know, honestly, and Greg can maybe, Greg can actually say this too. It changes literally like by the hour and the fish yeah. are constantly changing and moving and and setting up different and so to there, there's really not a home court advantage there i mean there kind of is but it's still like a a huge mystery and when you hear a lot of a lot of pros talk about the delta a lot of people that live on the delta you kind of hear the same thing dude like you just never know like one day you're gonna catch 28 30 30 pounds the next day you're gonna catch two fish or one fish you know and so it's definitely um a very very like heaven-like place to fish uh the scenery the you know just being there you could just feel like any cast you can catch like a 10 pounder but um it's a tough one but honestly like as a bass fisherman i love the challenge i love i love tournaments that are a little bit tougher i love the bite being a little bit tough just because it makes it feel like so much more of an accomplishment when you do put together a limit or when you, you know, you know, when you, when you put together a good day, you feel like you earned it. When, when you, when you go to these tournaments and you see like 90 inches is like 25th place, it's like, dude, are you serious? Like 90 inches is freaking like an epic day, but everyone had an epic day and it just doesn't feel the same, you know, compared to catching like, like 84 inches on a tough fishery and you put together a limit and you won the event with 84 inches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I really enjoy the challenge. And the Delta is just a really fun place to fish, for sure. Definitely. I can see how it would be fun. Um, and again, it's so much different. I I think you, you touched on something that I think every kayak angler, bass fisherman, uh, will relate. And it's we love mystery, right? 
Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, how how you know how often do we get skunk or not get a limit? You know, we talk about I compare it to a baseball player. You know, the best baseball player is gonna fish. It's gonna fish. It's gonna hit three hundred plus. Well, that means out of uh, yeah a thousand at bats, he's gonna fail seven hundred times. Yeah. And th- that bass fishing is the same thing, you know, but we still love it. We still go out there and do it. And so I totally get the, the, what you're saying, you know, and I think everybody can relate to that. We, as bass fishermen and kayak angler, we love misery for some reason. We have to, otherwise, why we do it, why we put ourselves through this all the time, considering how much we spend on it, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's literally like the, for me, that's like the best part about bass fishing. It's always changing. There's always a challenge. There's, there's just always something going on. You have to stay ahead of it. You have to think ahead. You have to make good decisions. You have to make sure all your knots are tied. You have to, you have to make sure everything's dialed in because um, one small mishap, one small yep. mistake, and your whole day's ruined. You know, like your whole day, not ruined, but you're, you, you can miss out on an opportunity to catch a good bag. And I mean, everything has to go perfect for you to win one of these events and no matter what even if it's a local trail or a national trail it's tough to win a tournament and um for guys that do consistently hats off to you and for guys that are continuing to grind just keep grinding and your day will come and you know just keep learning and growing and just keep getting better and time on the water is everything no it's not if um, if it's if it was easy, everybody would do it. The hard part is what makes it great. If you want um, easy, go go uh, go on the shore, put a bobber out there, and go fish yeah. with trout, and crack open a beer, and and don't care if you get bit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So uh, we've got you for like what forty five minutes now. Before I let you go, kind of wanted to do like I often do a session of rapid questions, so my fans, audience can get to know Shane Lamont a little bit more. Let's do it. I promise you, Shane doesn't know the questions unless you've heard my podcast before. Um, I've heard so a few. You ready? Yeah. All right. If you couldn't fish for bass, what would be? What would you fish for? Ooh, trout. Trout. <laughs> like we're talking about sea trout, or no, like rainbow trout. That's like rainbow my second trout. little passion I got. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um. One lure for the rest of your life. Which one would it be? Just one lure. Nico rig. Nico rig. Wow. And I haven't heard that one. Nico rig. <laughs> little curveball. I I think a I lot could of throw people a Nico know what rig. I could throw a Nico rig anywhere in the country, any time of year, no matter what. If it's the rest of my life, I will catch fish no matter what. That's an interesting one. Um, favorite setup. What's your all time favorite setup? Rod like and reel line. Like, okay. Um so I'm I'm sponsored by Cash and Fishing Rods, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Uh, the Icon uh, the Icon series Cash and Rods seven foot three worm and jig rod with a Shimano seven point three to one uh, D- SLX DC um, with seventeen pound Seaguar Fluoro and a jig on a you know just fishing a jig that's like my favorite setup nice um what was the other one i almost forgot um okay classic question one 10 pounder or 22 pounders one one day of fishing which one would you rather have i'm from california so one 10 pounder 
Yeah. All right. I've heard various on that one. So <laughs> good job, man. Yeah. So, Shane, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to give you, as always, uh, a few minutes. I give all my guests the time to kind of like thank their sponsors and people that make your bass fishing or kayak bass fishing life a little bit easier. So if you want to go ahead and thank anybody you want to thank, company, sponsors, families, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, first, I want to just thank my wife uh, for supporting this crazy hobby of mine uh and my my little son to he kind of just keeps you know encouraging me to get out there just i love seeing the joy on his face when i show him a picture or when we're both reeling into fish and then uh going from there i gotta thank uh kayak fish supplies and oex um brent torgerson and carrie peeler down there in san diego they've kind of believed in me since day one uh brent gave me an opportunity to do social media for them and uh, it's really just kind of propelled you know my um foot in the industry and so a huge shout out to OEX and kayak fish supplies. Uh, they're rigging my boat right now. And I can't wait to release that and show, um, show everyone what we got cooking over there. And then from there, uh, I got to thank Bonafide Kayaks. I've uh, been with them since day one in the industry and uh, on their factory team. And Justin and the team over there just does a great job with us as the team. And um, I, I believe in their innovation uh, moving forward. And it's a great platform to fish off of. Uh, along with Motor Guide, um, part of their pro team, we got a great team with uh, Drew Gregory and Fluke Master and uh, Derek Brundle. Um, it's got some exciting things coming um, in the future for with Motor Guide. I feel like that bow mount really has put a dent in the industry, um, yep. and it's it's really made its own kind of footprint as well. And just really stoked to be a part of that um, that team. And then uh, going from there, got a sh- huge shout out to. Dakota Lithium, uh, Stormy, also someone that's believed in me, you know, for three years now, been with Dakota, um, powered, you know, every, all my power is Dakota Lithium, uh, great battery to run and, uh, rogue fishing, uh, Mark, um, again, just giving me opportunities, uh, one objective and nines optics. Um, also Aussie concept, Aussie concept kayak folding trailer. Uh, I got their trailer last year. It's actually a trailer that folds up, um, and goes into your garage and it, it's, it's a really cool, innovative kayak trailer. Um, so huge shout out to Aussie concept as well. And also cash and fishing rods, uh, great rods, great people. Um, you know, they're a faith-based company, which is important to me and, uh, mm-hmm. really excited, you know, really excited that I joined the cash and crew this last year. It's been, a, it's been a huge blessing. So um other than that just you know shout out to all my listeners for my podcast and uh um i just you know just thankful and really excited about um kicking off the aba series out here in california and trying to make anything i can nationally as well so um that's pretty much it man other than that keep you guys' thumbs ripped and uh armando thanks for having me on the show my pleasure man uh and again thank you for for coming on to the show i like uh, and take pride in bringing people that actually do a, a great service for the community. And you've definitely do, done what you can um, to help the kayak fishing community grow in California. So big thank you for, to that. Props to you for doing thank that. You. And, you know, it's always a blessing to have people like you in the kayak fishing community to help it grow organically and take it to the next level. So we can't, uh, we can't really overstate what you've, uh, what you what you've done and and continue to do so we we wish you the best moving forward with that lots of success and whatever we can do to help you and help the kayak fishing community in california grow we you know 
we always here for this. We want this to grow. We want this to get better. We want uh, more people to pay attention to this and more um, big name companies, even non-endemic uh, companies that might be interested in sponsoring and bringing more money to the community and the tournaments. It's even better. Um, yeah. I, I also wanted to uh, ask you, where can people follow you on social media? Uh, if you guys got Instagram, um, Bass Thumbs Fishing on Instagram. Also, I got a YouTube channel, at Bass Thumbs Fishing. And my podcast is found on the Paddle and Fin Network. It's just the Bass Thumbs Fishing Podcast. Um, that's it. That's what I got. Perfect. Facebook, I don't. I kind of do my own thing on Facebook. I just got my personal, Shane Lamont. Don't have Bass Thumbs Fishing really on there. So I mostly do all my stuff on Instagram and YouTube. Awesome, man. So there we go, Bass Fishing Bath Thumbs Fishing, if you yeah. want to go check it out. Facebook, I mean, not Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Are you in TikTok too or no? No, no TikTok. No TikTok. No All TikTok. Right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jane, once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure for those out there listening. Thank you for joining the show. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember, if you're going to be on the water, if you're going to bring drink beers while you're kayak fishing and all that, please stay safe. You know, uh, take everything in moderation. If you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFDs. And thank you again for listening. Go check out my sponsor, Douglas Rods. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Have a great day, everyone. Tight lines.